0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, here to chat yet again about horror movies. So, this week's episode is going to be covering the film Squirm from 1976. But before we get into that, I'm just going to mention some of the stuff that I've been watching recently. A little bit of horror, but for the most part, not at all. So, on the horror front, I watched The Lighthouse and Friday the 13th, the original. I'm not sure. Maybe Lighthouse isn't horror. It definitely toes the line, I would say. Anyway, I watched that because a friend wanted to see it, and so I did, and we watched it together uh, using uh, Discord's streaming sort of cap- uh, capacity, so you can like share a screen. So we watched it that way, and uh, it was pretty good. I'm not going to say I was in love with it, but I did actually enjoy it more than I thought I might. Um, Friday the 13th, of course, I've seen before. I'm going to say I enjoyed it more now than I did back when I watched it originally. Um, at the time I first watched it, I kind of always felt that Friday the 13th was a lesser of the most popular horror films. You know, there's sort of that trio There's Halloween series. Friday the 13th and A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I always felt the two were better. But Friday the 13th is actually not bad. Um, I especially like the first film um, because of Uh, who the killer turns out to be. I guess I'm like, should I spoil a 40 year old movie? Uh, I could. But anyway, I appreciate who the killer is in that film. It's interesting, and then how that sort of doesn't follow through for the rest of the series, it's, you know, clearly a different person at that point. But anyway, uh, all right, it was a good time. So in the other films that I watched, I checked out Brink, which is a Disney Channel original movie. This is Paris, a documentary about Paris Hilton, which is free on YouTube, and Gold Diggers of 1933, which is on Criterion Channel and is a musical from the 1930s. Brink was alright. I had never actually seen it before. I watched it using a sort of Giant Bomb commentary track on there. And then uh, this is Paris. Pretty good, intriguing look at Paris Hilton from a different angle than what you normally see of her um gold diggers of 1933 i liked pretty well um you know it's not the most deep film or anything but i did enjoy it and then uh, of course after that i watched swarm so i haven't really watched that much since last time i don't know i've been busy with certain things uh at work um other things going on that i won't really discuss yet or ever i don't know but anyway it was on a super packed film week or two but Fortunately I got to check out Squirm and that is one I've been meaning to watch and finally checked out. I feel like for some reason a lot of these sort of wormish films I've never seen before or think I have but I haven't because there's also like slugs and stuff like that uh, which I also believe I have not seen. Um, but I'll have to watch them and find out I guess. Either way I definitely have not seen Squirm. So (laughs) let's see here. The very basics of this movie is that Squirm is a movie about worms Squirm? Worms? Yes. Worms. Squirm. And, uh, how they sort of terrorize this small town. So let's put on the trailer and then get into the discussion of the full film. It was a violent summer storm. Millions of volts slashed the earth. That was the worst storm we've had since I was knee-high to a duck. Folks talked about it and started getting things back to normal. When Mick hit town for his vacation. Well, it's straight ahead about five miles. But things weren't normal. There were changes. Ah! <coughs> oh, mother bit me. I never saw him bite like that. Strange, frightful changes. That night, it all started. Stop doing that. I'm not doing anything. This was the night of the crawling terror, American International presents... Squirm. Alright, so Squirm is a pretty simple movie, sort of focusing on one family primarily. Um, It takes place in this small town, and there is this family. There's a mother and two daughters, sort of a single mother household. Uh, The older daughter's name is Jerry, the younger daughter's name is Alma. And they're, you know, hanging out in their house. And apparently um, Jerry has like a kind of weird uh, New York boyfriend that she's met. And they're gonna, he's gonna be coming down to hang out with them. The mom's like, oh, whatever. Uh, Mitch is the said boyfriend who is not local. And of course, when he's coming down, there just happens to be a storm the night before. A huge storm shuts off the electricity to everyone. And so she's just like, kind of a bad time, but they're going to make do. There is also a sort of local guy named Roger who helps out this family a lot. Clearly seems to have an interest in Jerry romantically, but she clearly doesn't because she's talking about this guy Mitch all the time. So Jerry goes using Roger's truck because uh, he let her use it. His like work truck full of uh, worms for bait. She just goes and takes that to go find Mitch. Uh, Mitch is just sort of wandering around in the forest and getting all muddy. But somehow Jerry does find him, so cool. They go into town to. Well, Jerry's going to go grab some ice because there's no electricity, so they need it for the fridge. Mick goes into like the local diner and kind of makes a ass of himself. He first goes in there, he's acting goofy. He asks for like some weird drink that nobody knows how to make. And it just seems like sort of like, I don't know, chocolate milk or something. Um... Anyway, he finds a worm in his drink, so he spills it all over the place. People don't like that. They're like, what are you talking about? My place is spotless. Like, get out of here, you, like, tourist. The sheriff in town happens to be there. Mr. Rustin, he's like, I got an eye on you, kid. Get out of here, troublemaker. So he leaves. Unfortunately, uh, you know, Mick and Jerry get back home. Um, They return the truck to Roger. But then, as they're getting ready to leave to go check out some... Some guys, like Antique Shop, they hear a huge argument between Roger and his dad. And it turns out that all of the worms in the back of the truck are gone. They're not there anymore. And so Jerry and Mitch are like, we're sorry, but we didn't do anything with them. So, of course, the dad is super pissed at Roger and it's like his fault, basically. This is kind of like the general drama, basically, that's going on. And so when Jerry and Mitch go to check out the sort of cool shop, supposedly, that this uh, old man has for antiques, they do not see him anywhere. But what they do find instead is a skeleton. And this is, of course, a shock to them. He's sort of laying on the ground, it doesn't look like it's like buried or anything, it's just there. So they get scared in call it the cops basically of course a small town there's apparently only one sheriff who they can talk to and it's mr reston mr reston is like okay you guys really gotta stop messing with me okay i know this new kid is shitty but why are you playing along with him but they're like no no there was a skeleton of course there was we know the audience knows there was a skeleton there so either way they kind of leave because they don't know what to do the guy's not there um go back home to jerry's house you get a glimpse of a worm on the wall, I noticed. Nothing really happens with that single worm on the wall, but it's kind of like a teaser for the audience because they can see what the uh, characters could not. And um, I think they kind of look around, and they find out that that skeleton has been moved into the back of the worm truck. And it's very confusing. It's like, well, did some did Roger or his father kill this person? Like, why, why is the skeleton now here? It's very strange. And I think that that point, Jerry and sort of, well, it's mainly Mitch concocts a plan like, okay, let's go out fishing, get basically Roger away from his work so I can investigate this truck and this skeleton more in depth. So they do go fishing and Mitch is there for a little bit until he gets bit by a worm. And so he's like, owie. And decides to use that as the excuse to get out of there. And so he goes to go, you know, obviously find some information out. And while Jerry and Roger are on the boat alone together, Roger is very much putting the moves on her. Like, it's really blatant. And I think at this point, there's a worm box, you know, the like, bait box. It had actually fallen over when Roger left, so we're just waiting for something to happen with those worms. So, of course, when he's putting the moves on her, he really, he gets serious. He basically has her face him because he says he's got a surprise. And then he tries to kiss her, tries to force her uh, to kiss him. And she's freaking out, of course. And it's around this time that she sort of pushes him and Roger falls. And he falls in such a way that the worms all land on his face. And you get to see... Roger standing up and screaming as these worms are not just they're not biting him they are burrowing into his face and uh, I'm going to say maybe it was because I was really into the movie or because I don't know it's kind of fast I'm not sure but when you do see that sequence of the worms burrowing into his face it does not look incredibly fake or anything it looks pretty good and that's pretty, and that's nasty. You don't want to envision that. Like, if it was just worms, like leeches stuck to the side of his face and there was blood coming out, that would be unfortunate. But they're like burrowing in. You can see, like, on his skin, the sort of raised areas where there is clearly like worm shaped, you know, rise, risen areas on his face. Just like, oh dear, oh dear, that's not good at all. So he runs off screaming into the woods, which. I would too, honestly. I'm not sure that I would have the balls to pull the worms out of my face. Uh, So that's really nightmarish. (laughs) And this first worm attack, like serious worm attack, because obviously there may have been a worm attack earlier because there's a skeleton. But seeing it, that happens 45 minutes into the movie. You got a lot of time to work up to that. It's pretty cool. I like that. So while this is happening with poor Jerry... Mitch is out um, trying to do something with the skeleton. He takes the skull head to the dentist's office, but the dentist is not there. The sister Alma is around as well, so she goes in with him as he sort of breaks into the dentist's office to look for dental records to match the skull because it's like missing certain teeth in a certain way. So they do match the records, and they find out that it's Mr. Beardsley, who is the antiques guy, who they were trying to see. So yes, he is dead, and he's just got clean stripped skull and skeleton, whole thing. So that's unfortunate. Around this time, because it's like happening, I guess, simultaneously. Jerry comes home. She's like panicked as a heck, as heck, as all heck. But uh, she doesn't want to upset her mother, who's already apparently feeling like very upset for some reason. I'm not sure why, but the mother's depicted as being very fragile and like maybe on the verge of something. So they're all, everyone is basically trying to hide that anything weird is happening to the mom. So anyway, Jerry goes up to take a shower. She cannot, because there's no water coming out. That has nothing to do with electricity. I think. I don't know. Maybe it does. Ooh. But anyway. The water's not coming out after the storm. Though. In a really funny thing. When she like. Turns the water on. There are little worms coming out of the shower head. When she turns it back off. They like. Go back up. Into the drain. And I find that very funny. Because it's not like they're controlled by the. The um, shower. But anyway. Um, Jerry. Mitch. They're still exploring. They're trying to find out more information. And. Uh. Mitch comes upon Mr. Grimes, who is Roger's dad, who is dead. He's got, he's like all worms in his stomach and you can see his ribs. So it's clear at this point, okay, the worms are killing people. So now both Jerry and Mitch know that worms are bad news, very bad news. They try to go to the sheriff yet again, but he's having dinner with some lady. And he's like, just get out of here because you're obviously lying to me. So at this point, all of the young people know. Roger certainly knows, though. He's, like, gone. Uh, Jerry, Mitch, Alma are all aware that worms are killing people in this town. But the mother does not know yet. So they're trying to just act like everything is normal by just having a dinner together. Of course, it's a very awkward dinner. They're, like, all silent and not smiling or anything. Um, A very dramatic turn at this point. As they're starting to eat dinner, a tree falls onto their house right in the dining room. So, that's awful. Fortunately, nobody is harmed at this point. Uh, but that room is certainly screwed up, and there's just, like, a gaping hole in the house now. So, Mitchick investigates this tree thing, and sees that, wow, there's, like, a ton of worms at the base of this tree, I guess. Bit it a- bit it a lot? Until it fell over? I'm not sure what that's supposed to be. But either way, the worms were there, and then, like, when they're exposed to the sunlight, they go away. They go, like, burrow back down again, basically. It's kind of around this point when they realize the mechanism of what is happening with these worms which is that basically um after the big storm the you know electricity lines power cables got sort of messed up in the storm so they're like no longer sending electricity to the houses but they're just sort of these live wires dangling around throughout the area and they're still pumping out electricity so they're like sparking on the ground and electricity with wet mud from the storm is like electrocuting the worms or something and it's making them wiggle out of the ground and go i guess berserk and apparent but also they don't like the sunlight so if they're in the sunlight exposed to light for a long time they will go back down underground um apparently worms will come out of uh, the ground if they're like if there's electricity going through the ground as far as i could tell like that's a real thing that can happen but no, what is not a real thing is the worms are gonna rise up and start eating people um anyway mitch is trying to go and get plywood to sort of cover up the house and the giant gaping holes everywhere but while he's doing this roger is still alive and attacks mitch but uh roger is not looking too great he's got like a real worm face going on like as in he still got those sort of Wriggly marks on his face from where the worms were. I don't know if they're still there or if they came out. But either way, the skin is sort of stuck that way. And he does say worm face. Specifically, he says, I'm going to make you a worm face. Which is a great line. Roger makes Mitch become unconscious when he throws like this giant plywood at him. And we don't know if he's dead or or whatever at that point. So we get back to the household. Where Alma is getting ready to take a shower. Or wants to take a shower. She couldn't initially. But... The mom's like, hey, is there, did you leave the water on in the bathroom? And she's like, oh, the water's working now, awesome, I'm gonna go take a shower. We see, as the audience, a gigantic worm-filled tub, like, to the brim, it's all worms. And then again, we get cut back to it later, and the entire room is worms. Because Alma tries to open the door to take a shower, or, you know, do whatever she's gonna do in the bathroom, and tower, it, a whole doorway is filled with worms, and they just spill out. It was a bit shocking, like, there's so many worms. Even if it's obviously, it's not the full room for real, or probably like, you know, whatever's going on, but that's still a lot of worms. We get to go back briefly to see Mitch is still alive, so he's going out, he's, he's getting up and trying to run away. Uh, we get another scene with the sheriff who is in a jail cell, caught with the woman he was eating dinner with. Uh, Kinky, I guess, he likes to do it in the jailhouse. Who can say? But anyway, there's like just a weird moment where she's like, hey, stop doing that. He's like, what? I'm not doing anything. And we, the audience, know, oh, it's worms touching her. And she screams and he screams. And they are both killed by worms. Good riddance to them. We get another, you know, just kind of like a continuous scene after scene. Now we're sort of getting a look at the bar where the whole floor is covered in worms. And so those bar patrons are getting eaten up too. We go back to the household. And this is a point where... Jerry is kind of extremely shocked, and while she's sort of not paying attention, Roger is in the house and grabs her and takes her away. So at this this point, we know things are coming to a head. Mitch returns to the house. He is there. He sees the mom. She's dead. She's like covered in worms. And well, you don't really see her. You just see like a big worm shaped pile that's shaped like kind of a woman sitting in a rocking chair. Um, so, oops, she's dead. Roger attacks Mitch of course, why is he attacking so much because obviously he hates Mitch because this guy came out of nowhere and is like trying to take his quote girl away even though that his this was never his girl to begin with type of thing so whatever but Roger is thrown into the worm pit which is the first floor now of this home and it's real unfortunate (laughs) but Roger is just not willing to die. He's not dead after he goes like completely submerged in the worms. He comes out and kind of act, and he's basically like a worm himself now at this point, just crawling along the floor, trying to get to them. So Mitch is saying, okay, we got to get out of this house. We got to get out of this, you know, there's like a window. We'll just go hang out in this tree branch, basically, because we'll be away from everything. Jerry does. She goes out on the limb of the tree, and while Mitch is trying to get out onto the tree, Worm Roger bites him in the thigh, just like the worms. He's biting. You know, he he gets away, and so at this point, we see Mitch is also in the tree now, and it's kind of like the end of the scene, until the next sunny morning, where the two of them are woken up by sort of a Repairman person um, at the bottom of the tree, who's like, "Hey, the electricity's back on now." Just thought you'd like to know. Um, I tried to call people to tell them, but like, no one was picking up, implying that basically the entire town is already dead, except for these two. Fortunately, we do see that not all is lost. Alma is actually she hid in this sort of uh, big box, the I guess the whole night, and makes it out. So she was fine. She survived, um, and that was like sort of referenced. Or alluded to earlier in the movie when she accidentally falls into that big chest so she actually decides to stay there and so she's alive the mom's still dead but hey at least the two sisters are alive and of course Mitch is still alive as well there's no word about Roger I presume he is actually killed at the end of the movie um but whatever so it's like a happy ending kind of either way that was the film squirm and I thought it was pretty fun it's not, like, the best movie to be sure. It is not great. But it is pretty funny and kind of gro- very gross at times, uh, particularly in Rogers' scenes. So I liked it, all in all. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I like movies where there's something attacking people, some sort of creature that is not necessarily, you uh, know, like a werewolf or a vampire. It is not supernatural. A blood a worm is a real thing. Um, after watching this movie, because they have close-ups of the bloodworm. Where it's got like a weird mouth and like the mouth unfurls and then there's teeth. And I was like, what is that? What is this? Are these even worms? Are these something else? But they are blood worms. And I found out that actually, at least for certain blood worms, they, in order to catch prey, they turn inside out part of their digestive system. And part of that is like their teeth. And so they launch that out of their mouth hole. (laughs) So it's like unfurling part of their insides, which also have teeth. So it's very nasty and you can see it up close multiple times. It's like these scenes of blood worms doing that with their mouth. It's pretty gross and unnerving to be sure. I didn't like it. Um, Of course, they make it a little bit better or less frightening because when they, when they have these sequences of the worms doing that with their mouths all at once, there's also like an overlaid sound effect of like this screeching. So, to me, that was a little bit silly. So, it made me less uh, grossed out by them. I would definitely be grossed out if I ever saw a Bloodworm in person. Fortunately, I have not. I have only seen regular old earthworms, which uh, I guess have a mouth, but they certainly don't bite people, at least as far as I know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy there are no Bloodworms here. I would recommend this movie if you like a uh, kind of dumb but gory. Creature attack film type thing. Um, It's not going to be hard to see it, at least in the United States. It is on multiple subscription platforms. It is on Amazon Prime Video. Um, So I watch it on Shutter, But you don't even have to do that. You definitely don't have to subscribe. Because from what I saw, it's also available on Tubi, which is spelled T-U-B-I. And that is a free service, completely free. It's free because there are ads. Um... But yeah, and Tubi's a great resource. There are so many films on that site that are really good and like really, uh, a lot of times they're sort of lesser known or less popular, but there's still some great picks in there. So I definitely recommend checking out Tubi sometime if you haven't already. Um, But anyway, as far as Squirm is concerned, I thought it was pretty good. I'm glad I watched it. Um, I'm more interested to like right now watch some other types of worm or squirmy creature horror flicks. So I may be doing that soon, or maybe I'll find something else that totally grabs my interest that I do instead, because that's often what happens to me. So um, if you would like to recommend more films for me to watch, feel free to do so. I am on Twitter at MarcusBoy, spelled M-A-R-C-U-S-B-O-I. And you can just like say, hey, you know, how about listen to this for the podcast or whatever. Can't say I necessarily do everything, but I mean, at this point, I've only had one recommendation so far. So your chances are good that if you recommend something to me, I may watch it. Unless, of course, I've already seen it uh, and remember it, because I'm trying to make this more about things that I've never watched before, or maybe something that I haven't watched in so long that I basically have not seen it before. Um, But I'm definitely focusing on films new to me. Which there are still tons of films I've never seen, especially more modern ones. But either way, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of All of Them Witches. We will be back in two weeks to do it all again.